Welcome to the Teacher Interview Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Creasel. I work as Director of Innovation and Instructional Support in Fullerton School District, and every week we sit down and get to know a teacher better. My goal is to learn what drives and guides teachers, especially when venturing into that risky territory of trying something new. Join me. Today on the Teacher Interview Podcast, we spend time with Kyle Ruiz. She teaches at Hermosa Drive Elementary School in Fullerton. I'm ready. Do you have any questions for me before we start? No, that was it. Okay. <laughs> You're like, what are we doing? I'm like, what am I doing? That's all. <laughs> okay, so um, like, give me one word to represent you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first place I'd like to start because two of the three said had the exact same word to describe you. Oh, how funny. And they said um, one was teamwork okay. and one was like team player. Okay, and that's what I would have how? said if you had to ask me. <laughs> if Oh really? Is that true? Yes. If you had to pick like a word pick for a yourself, word for me, you would have said team. Like teamwork. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So in that context, like the next sentence, those two people both said almost the exact same thing: not afraid to try new things, jump in and try new mm-hmm. things. So my question is, you can talk about teamwork. I'm interested okay. in yeah. your view because <laughs> you would have selected that word yeah. too. But I'm really interested, like. What does teamwork have to do with trying new things? Like, why did both of them say that? So yeah. that, I'm interested in that, too. Okay. But just why, maybe start with why you felt teamwork was a good word for you. Okay. No matter what I've ever done, I've never done it alone. I've always worked with other people, and I don't think I could do things that I do alone. I think I need to have a team with me, but I support them, and they support me, and that's just kind of how I function. So when you say no matter what you do, you're talking pre-teaching? Like uh, what, what I do feel you like, mean? So teaching and even just hobbies okay. outside of what teaching. So if I wanted to go kayaking, I need somebody to help me kayaking do it. Kayaking did come up in those interviews. Oh gosh. And then um, <laughs> um, I'm really into like art journaling like our school is and that's always been a hobby of mine. But then I need somebody else to maybe teach me something new to do or try or I don't really want to paint alone. I'll paint, have a group over and like feed off each other. Yeah. Um, and then with work, I've always functioned as a unit whenever I've been teaching, no matter what job I've had from um, a reading teacher to a sixth grade or a combo teacher. I've always needed my crew with me and I just feel like I need them and they need me and yeah. and I'm a super big sports person so I kind of okay. tie everything that, come up. that I my <laughs> themes everything I do it's like an analogy to a sport so my classroom sports they're named stadium five um, they're called team players mm. they each have their own team name um, we have a locker room which is a bookshelf but they I think mm-hmm. everything I do ties to sports and I function in a sport mindset. Yeah, so yeah. I've, I've seen your classroom. I remember yeah. Stadium 5. I remember some of those things. But tell me about, because you call your your students team players, for yes. example. So tell me the difference between doing that and kind mm-hmm. of creating that environment for your younger learners. Mm-hmm. And then how do you bring that to adult learners, like the, the people you work with? Because okay. you don't say, get your... 
get your you know computer from the locker room to your yes, colleagues. No, but you probably but, do bring that somehow. Yes, but I think um, what we do is we find our strengths. Like on a team, you're really good at this. This is your position. You're really good at this. This is your position. Oh, um, so I know, like, I'm very techy, so I'll make a lot of slideshows for things. Okay. Um, Cindy is super scientific, okay. so she kind of guides our science units and keeps us on track. And then Pamela is super creative, so she, you know, adds her own little, like, oh, this is great, but what if we added this? So she kind of always puts that final twist on it. Mm -hmm. So the three of us together kind of fill in all the pieces, and we know our place. Oh, like one's the organizer, one's the science, one's the like little twist. So yeah, yeah, we definitely have our positions as if we were like a football player yeah. <laughs> team. So in that description, were you describing yourself as the organizer? Um, I'm an organizer for sure, but I'm definitely tech. Okay. When it comes to tech, adding that piece in. Okay. Yeah. How are those similar or different? Organization and tech. They're very different in my mind. Yeah, tell me. Um, using technology is also spending time figuring out what it is and then how to teach it to a group of sixth graders compared to like, oh, this is really cool, let me show you how to use it, but here, this is how we can teach our kids to use it or this mm. is a project we could use it in. So kind yeah. of showing like these are things that they've always done. They've taught sixth grade for a long time. They know it forwards and backwards and then adding in text pieces or tech pieces that maybe they've even done but taking it a step farther or organizing slides for it so the kids can self-direct yeah instead of like needing us the entire time so is that is that I mean and maybe I'm overstating the case but you said like you're strong in tech but then there's also this organizational side to mm -hmm. and that's so also looking at the curriculum and figuring out a layer over the top of how technology goes on it yes that and also me. like when we need to teach certain things or oh this is coming up these two things align yeah. so we should teach these two things together kind of get two birds with one stone oh, that's interesting. like finding yeah things like that in the so kind curriculum of efficiency mm -hmm. streamlining but i think that's we're all good at it but that's where i see myself yeah yeah and do you enjoy that i love it okay. i'm very type a <laughs> So say more about <laughs> loving finding those ways to streamline things. Um, well, I teach a combo, and then I teach every other year. Pamela and I flip flop. So teaching a combo, you need to be hyper organized and mm. streamline as much as possible. If things overlap, do it together. If things overlap, do science and language arts in one. Anything we can overlap because the time is limited when you're going back and forth between two grades. So for me, it's like a breath of fresh air or weight <laughs> off my shoulders when something overlaps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. Anything else to add around being techie or, um, it's interesting that came up pretty quickly. I don't know, because um, I think that goes with trying new things though, because tech is so new to education and okay. I don't, I'm all for trying what's new, seeing if I like it, finding something on Twitter and going, I want to know more about that, and then bringing it to my team. That's yeah. what I do a lot of. Um, so just, I think that goes with not being afraid to try anything. So just, and tech can be scary to a lot of teachers right now, because it's constantly changing. It's mm -hmm. never the same. One day, this is what's popular and working. Another day, it's something else. That's true. But trying to find the things that you can use for longer periods of time or in multiple subjects. Yeah. So walk me through this because it could be 
like you mentioned, tech could be scary, but mm -hmm. it also could be scary to have somebody who's pushing mm -hmm. people past where they're comfortable. Yeah. Um, and this is where we maybe get into talking about a little bit about innovation. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned like, hey, I bring things to my team. How, how do you do that? Like, how do you do that so it's op people are open to it? More, um, it's more, I found this really cool thing on Twitter and I played with it for an hour yesterday and I think we can use it for this. What do you like showing them a place to put it? Yeah. Oh, and taking that burden of uh, you need to go and figure it out on your own. It's I figured it out. Let me just show you. Or yeah. I figured it out. I think we should spend a week looking at it and then see how we can use it in two weeks. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So that so I think we should spend a week looking at it. so like not pushing yeah. to do something like, right away. Take some time, look yeah. at it when you can. If you like it, I think we could use it here or Yeah. This is really cool. What do you do you have any ideas of what we could connect it to? Yeah. And how do you find people respond to that? Um, very open. Okay. I know my team, if something's presented, they're more than willing to try it. As oh, long cool. as they're not, even if they're afraid, they'll go, I'm nervous about I'm it, nervous. But, <laughs> but if you help me, I'll do it. That's great. Yeah. So it sounds like the, the team has kind of an openness about where Absolutely. they're willing to go, what mm -hmm. they're not sure about. Yep. Interesting. Uh, so that that's kind of something new uh, in terms of just like emotional like intelligence, like mm -hmm. for your teammates to yeah. say, uh, I'm ready or I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. hmm. That's interesting. What would you, let's do a hypothetical, like okay. let's say somebody's like, I'm not ready. And you you see a lot of value in a given strategy mm -hmm. or technique or technology, like what, what goes through your head when somebody says, I'm not ready? Um, why? Like what doesn't, like what's scary about it or why are you not ready? And then, even if you're not, nobody has to teach the same way. Oh, so like we can teach the same content and over the same amount of time, but you can do it your way. I'll try it and if it bombs, you know, I'll let you know maybe you were right and it bombed or, you know, this is really cool. The kids said this, maybe you wanna try it. And we find that when we do different things, the kids talk because we're a super small school. So sure. it's, oh, Mrs. Zanell did this, did you hear? Are we ever gonna do that? It's like we are, but just in two days. We're two <laughs> days behind, we'll get there. <laughs> so the kids tend to talk and if you hear one class say it's awesome, it trickles and then yeah. we end up all trying it. Yeah. Yeah. So there is another, um, somebody shared a story and I'm gonna <laughs> try to play the audio of this. Okay. I'm not sure how successful it's gonna be. Um, but somebody shared a story and it was about your like willingness. Let's turn up the audio here. So this is your principal. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go back a little bit. Okay. So I asked for a, give me an example of Kyle being Kyle. Okay. Just a typical Kyle moment. Mm -hmm. so. Does that ring a bell? Oh yeah. Okay, so she, <laughs> so the silly turkey hat story, and she related it to, you have points. Yes. And your students have points. Yes, it's and if a battle. They're ahead. You have to wear the turkey. Only hat. in November. Okay. In December, it's an elf hat that jingles. Okay. But yes. So tell me, <laughs> tell me the full story about how did this come up um, as an idea? 
I saw the turkey hat in the dollar section at Target, okay. and I went, kids would like That's that. That's a win. That's right a there. win. So. I'm gonna buy it, okay. and then it was, what could I do with it? And then <laughs> that came after kids, buying yeah. it. You're like, just but, get the dollar well, I knew turkey that it would, hat. I knew I could use it for school. We always have crazy hat day, so at okay. least there was that was worth a dollar. Yeah. Um, but then I've always done um, teams, so it's the class as an entire team versus me. Interesting. If they're behaving or doing the right thing, or on task, or following directions, or just being kind, they get points. Yeah. If they miss it, like they have a countdown and they don't get to their seat in the time, I get the point. And they have to beat me okay. at the end of the week to get a bonus on their payday. Okay. So they're working all week for that. Um, and so I decided that if they, um, what could I do? And I go, November, Thanksgiving break's coming up. Kids get a little squirrely. They need a little more motivation to behave. So if I'm win they're winning, I have to teach in a turkey hat. Okay. And if they're winning by double... I have to wear it outside at like recess. <laughs> so it gives now, them a little uh, more push to behave. So I'm just, <laughs> just curious, like are you stacking the deck here? Like are you trying to get them to win? Like how competitive are you? Like It's, um, I'm very competitive, but that's not <laughs> quite how I use my point system. It's really just behavior monitoring yeah. and I can kind of see which weeks they're So they respond more. and they, gain, they, do. they earn um, points, okay. Yes, they definitely do. They work for, or it's, we're behind by, we're tied. We just need one more to beat her so she can wear the hat. Or like, oh, I, you know, Mr. Mirrors is coming in today. Like, she has to wear the hat. Like, so she, yeah. or, you know, they want me to wear it in front yeah. of people. <laughs> Actually, the, the story was the principal is walking around with the school board member. Yes. And they walk in during a math lesson and you're wearing the silly turkey yes. hat. And so her <laughs> assessment of you is like, like you're just acting like it's a regular day. Because it is. <laughs> That's a normal day in my room. That's cool. So yeah. tell me about that mindset where you're willing to look foolish in front of the students for sure, but mm -hmm. outside guests, like what, how would you describe that as a value? Like what are you as an educator valuing? I think for me it's valuing the relationship with my kids where they, you know, they respect me enough that I can look silly and they're not making fun of me, but it's fun. They're having fun at school. And I think that um, my coworkers know that I do whatever it takes for my kids to be successful even near the holidays. And so um, if it's wearing a turkey hat, it's wearing a turkey hat. But um, I know that for me, it's a little bit of fearless where I, I don't, it doesn't bug me to be silly, and if someone laughs, it's okay. Like, they yeah. think that's really weird that she did that. It works for me, so. Yeah. I don't know. That, well, <laughs> you said the phrase, do whatever it takes, mm -hmm. and that was actually when I called and talked to Nico, mm -hmm. your husband, I said, what's one word that would represent um, Kyle? He said, dedicated. Mm. And so, so that's interesting. It's one thing to be dedicated at yeah. work and from your colleagues, but it obviously comes home. Yeah. Um, so talk about, like, how do you, what is that do whatever it takes, dedicated attitude? Where does it come from? Hmm. I'm not sure where it comes from. I think it's part of my work ethic where I just, whatever I do, I'm committed. Like, mm. 100%, I'm in, um, whatever you need, I'm there. I think that's team player two comes in. Or, yeah. Um, but I love what I do. So I do what I do all day long. I go home, I run into Target, see a turkey hat, and I think of work. Um, but <laughs> sure. it just, 
it's something that's just naturally ingrained in me where I just, if I'm doing something, it needs to be my best or it's not quite, I'm not doing it for the right reasons. Oh, that's interesting. So let's tie that into how do you, what do you make of like uh, team player mm -hmm. dedication? Like how do those help you in the innovation space? Um, trying things that are new essentially? I've I think being dedicated to your craft um, education means that you try what's new. Because doing things, we I think we know as educators, doing things the same way over and over again doesn't always work. Hmm. Or things we learn that other things might be better. That the way we've done it always couldn't may not have been the right way. So I think being dedicated and willing to try things new kind of go hand in hand if you want to be, you know, to improve your teaching, which no one's ever perfect. Yeah. Um, and then being a team player, education, teaching is hard. Um, I don't think I could do it without, you know, parent support or students caring or even teammates that are willing to help me when I'm struggling or, you know, there to listen to my new crazy ideas or things like that. So, and I think just tech and, or even innovation, it doesn't have to be tech, it could just be thinking outside the box. Just trying things new yeah. kind of has to happen in education to keep it going. So give me, I'm going to borrow this uh, question from another interviewer. Okay. Give me an example of a failure that you went through, you experienced, mm -hmm. that ultimately led to a better outcome because you tried it and it failed, then you discovered something uh, that ultimately was a success. Okay. Because it's, I mean, we talk about, oh, I tried that and that was horrible, but. Yeah. Yeah. That led to something being successful. Hmm. I know I've tried coding before. Okay. And like basic, like up, right, finish the game board with the kids. And that was like, I'm like, oh, it's coding. It's going to be great. The kids are going to get all into it. And they liked the game. They're like, that was great. Okay. I'm like, okay, well, that was not the reaction I was looking <laughs> for. Um, you clearly already knew how to do that. So I wasted my time. But then, um, that led to a conversation of like, well, what are we supposed to do with coding? I don't understand. I went to this thing. They said, play this game. It was great. And it wasn't great. Um, and it led to somebody sharing Hopscotch with me, okay. um, which is an app that kids can code on and create things. And then it led to a conversation with one of another teacher. And they said, oh, yeah, there's a way to like create things. And they'll guide you through it and show kids how to use the buttons and how to do things. And it ended up with us being able to teach the kids how to code a cell for science and then they were able to code a cell and have their um, chromosomes move and have the nucleus and then when you click on it the definitions popped up and it led to this great experience where students could actually code for meaning and like at their level above what I'm able to do and it was really great because without that help guide I I'm not techie enough to code a cell yeah, where yeah. these sixth graders were able to Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. So it was conversation here, led to a conversation here. Mm -hmm. So what what kind of mindset or how would you characterize yourself? Um, like that seems like there's a trait, like you were searching or something. Um, and this was over like two school years. So 
I think it we all went to like the SaturdayCode.org training, mm -hmm. and it was all cool and exciting. And then we came back and tried some things, and it wasn't quite ready for it wasn't enough for upper grade mm. and that led to all of us talking like I don't know what to do and the kids like to play on hopscotch but they're just making things where emojis appear and um, <laughs> like what's that for you know, like that was great it looks cool but um, and it led to another teacher you know just us working together slowly going you know it's not we don't know what to do yet I mm. think that's it I mean that's that growth mindset of we don't know what to do yet but hopefully it'll come along because coding's not going anywhere, but we just didn't have the answer at the time. And then a year later, a parent or another teacher had this coding thing to share with us, and it was super cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like that phrase. We don't we don't know what to do yet. Yeah. Like, I mean, the answers are out there. We're, we're growing. Mm -hmm. We're learning. Uh, and we're just not there yet. Yeah. That's interesting. How do you share that? mindset with your students like how do you model that for them because you you mm -hmm. talk about modeling it for yes. your, your colleagues um i know we with my kids we talk about growth mindset um okay. and i know through agents of change and i personalize it's always not yet you know mm -hmm. you met it or it's not yet you're not there yet and for my kids um, we talk about like it's okay to not get it the first time i learned how to ride a bike in you know, so many days you learned how to ride it another day. You know, my, maybe my brother took three months or two years to learn it. We all learn at our different pace, so you just don't know it yet. Yeah. And they talk about that a lot. We're like, oh, I didn't get it yet. Or, I'll, you know, I'm going to try again. They're like, learning it's okay to do things more than once. You don't have to get it the first time. Right. And That's interesting. I mean, back to my sports room and theme of life. They, um, You don't become a great player in one day. You have to practice. And yeah. some people have to practice more than others. And sometimes you go to your team practice, but then you have to practice by yourself at home. And so yeah. learning that everybody's different. And you know, most of my kids are in some kind of sport or after school activity where they get the idea of practice and sure. having to do things more than it once. It sounds like that metaphor serves you well. It does. Because you can talk <laughs> about working together, working mm -hmm. as individuals. Yeah, That's cool. Do you have a, a favorite way to try to encourage students to to go kind of like I think of the I personalize like mm -hmm. deepening in practice mm -hmm. like in that phase where they've kind of shown like they're competent but then mm -hmm. how do you get them to really explore something and not just say oh I, I did that check the box but yeah but go further and explore it and really show what they know or test the boundaries do you have a favorite approach or even just a story of um, what I tend to do, because I do have a range of kids that need extra practice and kids that get it the first time, and they can, I mean, my kids know not everybody gets it the first time, and I, you know, they're going to work more on it, and for them, it's, if you got it, can you create a way to help another student learn it? If you got it, how would you teach somebody that didn't get it? Could you make something that I could share with somebody and have them to teach them? Yeah. So a lot of it is if, okay, now you got it, but now you're the teacher. I need some extra resources to share with yeah. your classmates, your teammates, like to help them get there. Yeah. How are you going to do it? And they're like, oh, well, I'll try this. So, so. They, pr they typically respond favorably? Mm -hmm. Like they've made slideshows for to help the class get ready for an ancient history essay. And then I share it with mm -hmm. them and show them like, well, you know, this is coming up and your teammates were ready and they thought like, let me put some stuff together to help you get started and here's you know, three pictures of Hammurabi, and then here's three good websites that are valid they found, and here's a video, and then, okay, well, there's your starting place. And kind of even to preview material for things coming up. Yeah. 
Cool. So then they become models mm -hmm. for their, their peers. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So they are, there's a purpose for them. So they're willing to make extra things. Yeah. And dig deeper. <laughs> and then there's a, there becomes a real world audience. Mm -hmm. Like the, their peers are going to look at what yeah. they're working on. So that's, that's Holds another. Holds a little value mm -hmm. to it. For sure. Um, so we talked about teamwork. We talked about dedication. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of interested in, maybe we'll end here. Um, um, Nico said, um, you, you come home and you're like, I'm gonna go on a run. Or like, you'll say, we're going kayaking or we're going to Disneyland. He, yeah. he kind of described you as, um, I'm not gonna say an activities director. Like that's my <laughs> that word. Sounds like that's my word, but like just this sense of like, um, go, there's more to do. Mm -hmm. um, so let's just talk outside of school. What's yeah. your view on the kayaking, the running, the Disneyland trips? Like, tell me more about yourself outside of school. Um, I have to keep myself very busy. I just, I kind of go until I fall asleep. And if I don't do anything, I will fall asleep. So I just, um, work is exhausting and I love what I do, but I need something to like not continue working when I get home and so I know and I love to be busy and I love to be outside so for me it's kind of like oh let's go here well, let's go do this and we live by the harbor so to run around the harbor yeah. you know have my kayak and go out and it's just um, like we live in this great place why be inside and watch TV yeah um, I think it's to keep myself busy but and, and um, it sounds like it's like a management um, tool where is that going Paula yeah a management tool where you're like if I'm not busy I'll revert to working on work stuff yeah so it's a way to to positively engage mm -hmm. you in something that probably lets you like let off steam from work yeah. or just have kind of downtime it's kind of that balance and just um I think for me it's like I worked really hard all day this is a great reward I get to go on a run near the beach and that's, that's awesome. not much is better than that that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, we're at 26 minutes. Okay. So it's been a, a great interview. Is there anything you thought of during the interview that you want to share? Something we just kind of touched on but didn't uh, explore as much as you wanted to? Not that I know of. That okay. I can think of. Okay. Cool. Well, cool. without any further ado, thank you very much. Thank and you. been the teacher interview podcast thank you for joining us